0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, it is Thursday. Tag a friend. Let them know. They can get us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And listen, in January, we're going to be transitioning fully over, and you're going to be able to get us on Mike Moore Ministries. Listen, I am so excited to share with you today, and we are teaching on the subject, the God of Abundance. Now, if anyone asks me, Pastor Mike, what is the greatest revelation that God has given you in the area of prosperity, financial, material prosperity, that has impacted your life and your church the most, can can you pick one series and this is the series that I would pick. In 1986, around 1986, God began to reveal himself to me as the God of abundance. Now, if you are a dreamer, if you are a visionary, whether it be the vision of your home or the vision of your business, the vision of your church, the vision of your ministry, if you are a visionary, it is going to take financial resources and is going to take faith in God. And you're going to have to believe that God is the God of abundance. Now, this is our fourth lesson. The theme of this series is developing an abundance mentality. Now, when we finish this series... I'm believing God. I'm releasing my faith that you will have an abundance mentality. In lesson one, we talked about, okay, what is the abundant life? And we answered that. In lesson two and lesson three, we talked about God's nature is abundance. Well, today, we're going to begin a two-part teaching On the two major qualifying issues. The two major qualifying issues. Issue number one is stewardship, issue number two is purpose. We all know that Jesus has already paid the price for our redemption and every other thing that we have in him has already been paid for. But years ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he was speaking in relations to ministry, and he said to me, I want to qualify you. I believe that even though the abundant life has been provided for in Jesus, I believe that there are two qualifying issues if we are, you and I, to walk in the fullness of the manifestation of the abundant life. And those two major issues is stewardship and purpose. And in this lesson, this fourth lesson, we're going to talk about stewardship. And our fifth lesson, we're going to talk about purpose. So my subtopic today is God wants good stewards to have more. Come on, say that. God wants good stewards to have more. Come on, let's say it one more time. God wants good stewards to have more. My background text is taken from the parable of, we call it the parable of the talents. Jesus talked about a king or a ruler who had servants. He had three servants, and he gave unto them talents. A talent was a sum of money. And to one servant, he gave five talents. To a second servant, he gave two talents. And to the third servant, he gave one talent. He said, I'm going to a far country, and I'll be back. And they were made stewards over the talents. The five-talent servant went out, multiplied the talents, and gained five more. The second talent servant went out and gained two more talents, and he had four. The one talent servant went out, dug a hole, put his talent in the ground, and when the master came back, he gave him the one talent. Now, the king or the ruler was very excited about the five-talent man and the two-talent man, and he said to them, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But he reprimanded the one-talent servant because he was not a good steward over the one-talent. And then in verses 28, Matthew 25, verse 28 and 29, God, the the ruler did something very interesting. He said, therefore, take the talent from him. That's the one talent servant and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, that's the poor steward, even what he has will be taken away. So isn't that interesting that, that the ruler would take the one talent, servant's talent, because he was a bad steward, and he gave it to the servant who had 10 talents. He already had 10. And uh, the ruler gave him the talent. So now listen at this. As a part of our introduction, we're talking about God wants good stewards to have more. There are times, here's a statement I want you to think about. There are times when God will instruct you to give to those who have plenty. Now, I, I, as a young Christian, and I began to get a revelation of the law of giving and receiving, the principle of giving and receiving, you know, I struggle with God instructing me to give to someone who already had. I'm thinking to myself, they already have something. Why should I give? Here I am, I'm believing for more. And I don't have much, and God's telling me to give to someone who has plenty. Not only did He do it in my individual life, but there were times He spoke to me as a young pastor with not many resources. He would speak to me to sow into ministers and sow into ministers who were doing great who were national, who had much resources coming in their ministry. And it seemed strange to me. In fact, my thought was they should be giving to me. You know, they should be sowing. I have the small church. I got the small ministry. Why should I give to that large ministry that got plenty of people, plenty of resources? They should give to me because I'm the one who needed the most. Well, here's here's something that I've learned. There are times when God will instruct you to give to those who have plenty because he sees they are good stewards. He sees that they're good stewards. That's why in many cases they have more because they've been good stewards. And God wants you to be sowing into good stewards. And then sometimes, I didn't realize this, God wanted what was on that minister that was doing well, that a uh, 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 partnership anointing to flow back to me. And so I we began to give to our spiritual father, Dr. Price and his family. We began to give to their church and give to other churches and they were much larger than us. But God wanted us to be partners and that anointing, that grace that was on their lives would flow to us as it relates to our giving. He wanted us to give to good stewards. You see, God does not give more to bad stewards. Think for a moment. God does not give more to bad stewards. Question. Do you, do you give to bad stewards? If you give more to bad stewards, you become one and you disqualify yourself for more. Oh, that's powerful now. We're talking about God wants good stewards to have more. We're talking about stewardship. One of the qualifying issues, if you're going to walk in abundance, you have to be a good steward. Now, I'm going to run this by you again because this is powerful insight here. If you give more to bad stewards, you become one and you disqualify yourself for more. See, if you're giving to someone who's a bad steward, because see, sometimes we say, well, they need this and they need this and they need this. Sometimes, this is not all the time, this is not the whole case, so don't, don't generalize. Sometimes people are in need, and especially if they're always needy, always need, always, it's because they're not good stewards. And if you give to bad stewards, you will become a bad steward, and then you disqualify yourself from receiving more. Years ago, early in our ministry, we started giving 10% of all the tithes and offerings came in our church. We would give 10% out to other ministries and, and to the poor and so forth and so on. And one time, the Spirit of God told me this you are wasting resources i'm thinking wow how are we wasting resources i thought we were good money managers in fact we had our books audited every year we wanted to keep good records and god was saying that we were wasting resources And later I discovered that we were giving to someone that God did not want us to give to. That's why you should acknowledge God in all your ways. Because we were giving out of the person's and the minister's need. So sometimes we say, well, they need this and they need that. Well, you still need to ask God, should you give to them? You should ask. We should give to the needy. We should give to the poor. But are they good stewards? Now, listen at this. The critical issue is not focusing on God giving you more. And that's what we do. Many times we focus, I need more of this, I need more money, I need more of this, I need more, God, give me more, I want more. The critical issue is not you focusing on God giving you more. The critical issue is that you focus on on being good stewards of what you have. Now, if you are good stewards of what you have, you don't have to worry about it. God is going to give you more because he wants good stewards to have more. We're talking about stewardship. Let's get a little deeper in this stewardship concept. I want, when I finish this lesson, I want you to understand What stewardship is, the principles of stewardship, what a bad steward looks like, what a good steward, how a good steward thinks, the requirement of a steward. You're going to learn some things in this lesson. Are you ready? Now, listen at this. Let's talk now about the stewardship concept. Number one, the first principle to understand stewardship is that God is creator and owner of everything. I want you to say that after me. God is creator and owner of everything. Let's say it again. God is creator and owner of everything. Everything God, uh, everything that's good, God created it and God owns it. Now listen to me carefully. We, that's you and I, and everyone else on planet Earth, we are not owners. We are possessors. We are not owners. We're only possessors. Now, you know, I've used this simple illustration to get my point across for years, and I'll use it again today. If you don't understand that you're simply a possessor and not an owner, then die. Then die. And then see how much is going to follow you to the grave, how much is going to follow you to the other side. Will the house follow you? Will the car follow you? Will the money in the bank follow you? No, when you die, you're going to leave everything here because you are not an owner. You are a possessor. Now, I want us to look at David because... The, the text that I'm going to give you in First Chronicles 29, 11 through 12 and 14, we see how a good steward thinks because that's what God want to give. If you're a good steward, God going to make sure you have more resources. He's going to be getting more things to you. He's going to give you more influence. He's going to give you uh, more material possessions. He's going to keep giving you more. If you're a good steward, God is going to make sure that you have more. But how does a, a, a good steward think? David here in our text, 1 Chronicles 29, verse 11 through 12, and verse 14. 1 Chronicles 29, verses 11 through 12, and verse 14 in the New King James Version. David, King David, wanted to build God a temple. And God says, now listen, David, it is great that you want to build me a temple, but you're you're not going to do it. I want your son to build a temple. I want Solomon to build a temple. So David accepted what God wanted to do, but he wanted to support what God wanted to do through his son. So David had collected all these material resources and money and gold and silver and everything that it would take could build the temple. So he gathered all this because he wanted to sow into the building of the temple, even though God would not use him, he wanted to give. But he wanted to challenge the people as the king. He wanted to challenge his leaders to give. So he gave, let's say, millions of dollars, and then he talked to his leaders about them giving. But listen at the prayer that he prayed. Listen what he was saying to God. 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 12, verse 14. David is praying. He says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the earth All that is in heaven and in the earth is yours. Now, listen to what David says. He's a multimillionaire, but he realizes he's a steward. He says, all that is in the heaven, he's talking to God, and all that is in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. Now listen at this man. He's a multimillionaire, and he says, Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand is power and might. In your hand is the power to make great, to give strength to all. But who am I? Now listen. He's a multi millionaire, but he realizes that he's a steward. He realizes that he doesn't own anything. He says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? Now, for all things come from you and of your own we have given you. Now, that's powerful. He said, Now, everything, now we're giving. But he said, everything that we're giving came from you. And all we're doing, this is what David said. He said, all we're doing, Lord, is giving back to you what you gave us. You see, God is the creator. He's the owner of everything Now, Psalm 24, verse 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Haggai 2, 8 says, the silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord. So we see this steward, the, the mindset of a steward is that God is the creator and the owner of everything. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when I was a little kid. My parents, we believed in celebrating holidays. We believed in celebrating birthdays. And it was just three of us, my mom, my dad, and me. So when my dad's birthday came around, we celebrated. When my mother's birthday came around, we celebrated. When my birthday came around, we celebrated. So I remember times when we would go to the store in the Christmas season because I wanted to buy my mom and my dad. I'm just a kid now. I don't work anywhere. I don't have any money. I'm just a young kid. But they would take me to the store because I'm going to buy my mom and my dad a gift. So my mama would walk me through the store, and she would pick out stuff. She said, now, your daddy liked that shirt right there. He would like that shirt right there. And then she, she showed me things that she liked. It could be one of they used to call them little dusters, you know them, them house coats that they used to wear. She would show me things that she liked. And I would pick the things that she would say that dad, I get that shirt and I get that house coat and I take it to the take it to the counter. And then she would take her money and pay for the things that I'm buying for my parents. And then she would give me the bag, and I walk out the store with the gift for her and my dad, paid for, for from the money she gave the cashier. And then I go home and wrap my gift that she paid for, and I wrap my, that shirt for my dad, I wrap that housecoat for my mom. And on Christmas morning, we open our gifts, and I will be so excited because I wanted them to see my gift. And then my daddy would open up his gift and he'd be just smiling. And then my mama would open her gift. And she said, look at what my baby Mike bought me. Now think about it. They're excited over the gift that they gave me the money to buy for them. I didn't pay for anything. I simply took the gift that they paid for and then gave them the gift. That's what David is saying. David is saying, listen, everything belongs to you. Riches and honor come from you. And we're taking a best offering to build your temple, but we're only giving you the money that you gave us. It also makes me think about this celebration that we went through uh, this past week where uh, both locations of my church, Faith Chapel, celebrated my wife and I, our legacy. And they just blessed us with all kinds of services and events and finances and gifts and presents and all that. And everyone would talk about how wonderful we were and what we did and how we changed their lives. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, we did nothing that God didn't give us the strength to do. The anointing, the lessons that we shared, he gave us the decisions that we made. He led us the times we may have prayed for somebody and their lives were transformed or healed or delivered or whatever. It was his power. Yet, December the 14th, 2021, God said to me, they're going to celebrate your life and your legacy. Isn't that something? God telling me that they're going to celebrate my life and my legacy. Yet, really, everything that we were able to do was because of him, and we did nothing apart from him. Yet, he's allowing us to be celebrated for what he actually did and you know that's the stewardship mentality it's a stewardship mentality so what is a steward a steward is a person who manages the wealth of someone else now in Luke chapter 12 verse 16 through 19 we see what a bad steward looks like watch this it says, the ground of a certain rich man, this is Luke twelve sixteen through 19, the, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. He thought with himself, he didn't even pray about it, saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store my goods, and I will say to my soul, so you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now notice here, it says the ground of a certain rich man. Jesus told his parable. His ground, his harvest was plentiful, so plentiful that he, he didn't have enough room. But notice it says he thought with himself. He didn't talk to God. But who gave him the increase? God gave him the increase. Who gave him the harvest? God gave him the harvest. But five times, six times he said, ah, four times he said, mine, ah, 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 ah. my goods, my barns, my this, my that. And he never talked to God. And then God says, Fool, this night your soul will be required. Then whose uh, things will be, t- who will get those things that you provided? You've laid up treasure for yourself and have not been rich toward God. Listen, he had an owner's mentality. And you know, the primary problem that uncommitted Christians have, it's the number one problem they have. They think like owners instead of thinking like stewards. So what is the number one requirement of a steward? The number one requirement of a steward is faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Good stewardship is the use of God-given resources for the accomplishment of God-given goals and assignments. I'll say that again. Good stewardship is the use of God-given resources for the accomplishment of God-given goals and assignments. Now, listen at this statement. Good stewardship of God-given resources will lead to success. I'm going to say that again. Good stewardship of God-given resources will lead to success. So what do you do Or what will you do with the platform that success gives you? Now watch this. What are you going to do? If you're a good steward, it's going to lead to success. It's going to lead to more. That success is going to provide you a platform. What are you going to do with that platform? And that's in any area. At the end of this year... My wife and I would have pastored Faith Chapel 41 years and eight months. If you add the first church that I pastored for over a year, that's 42 years and eight months. Now, God has given us a platform. Now, we can influence. That platform brings influence. So the issue is, what now, Michael, are you going to do with the platform? What are you going to do with the platform if you've been a good steward of your marriage, a good steward over your finances, a good steward over this? It will bring you success. Now, you have a platform. So what are you going to do with that platform? Now, watch this. Let's close by looking at the scope of our stewardship. Your stewardship as a believer involves your body or you're a good steward of your body. Your soul, that's your mind. Do you guard what goes in your mind or you a good steward of your mind? Your spirit, are you developing your spirit or are you developing your flesh? your possessions, are you a good steward of your house? Are you a good steward over your car? Are you a good steward over your clothes? Are you a good steward over your jewelry? Are you a good steward over the possessions? What are you doing with them? Are you, are you managing what you have well because it'll qualify you with more? You want, a, a, you want more? You want a better car? What are you doing with the car that you have You want a better house? How are you managing the house that you have? You want more clothes? How are you managing the clothes that you have? Are you a good steward? Are you a good steward of the Word? The Word is a part of your stewardship. What are you doing with God's Word? Are you spending time with God's Word? Are you meditating God's Word? Are you practicing God's Word? Are you a good steward of the local church? Are you taking advantage of your pastor? Your pastor spend times before God to meditate and to minister a life-changing word. Are you taking advantage of that? Are you taking advantage of service opportunities in the church? Are you taking advantage of learning opportunities? Are you a good steward of your local church? Are you a good steward over your skill, the skill, the talent, the gifting that you have? Are you a good steward over that? Are you a good steward at work? Are you diligent? Are you faithful at work? Because remember, your boss may not see you, but God sees you. Are you diligent? Are you committed to excellence? Or are you lazy? Or are you just trying to get by? Are you a good steward over your time? How are you managing your time? You got past, present, future. What are you doing with time? Are you a good steward over your relationships? What are you doing with your relationships? Are you investing in your relationships? Are you a good steward over your money? What are you doing with your money? There are four things you can do with your money. You can spend it. You can save it. You can invest it. You can give it. What are you doing? And you should be doing all three of these things. You should be spending some, saving some, investing some, and giving some. Are you a good steward over your money? I know you want more money, but are you a good steward? Are you a good steward over your faith? You have faith and the Bible, and God told me one time, there's nothing you can't accomplish with your faith. Are your faith a servant? Is you putting your faith on stuff, or are you just letting your faith uh, sleep and lie around? Are you a good steward over your creativity? Are you a good steward over your, the position that you have? Are you a good steward over the people that God has given you influence? Are you a good steward? Do you qualify for more? That's a qualifying issue. God wants good stewards to have more. What are you doing with what you have? Do you think about how what you've been given should bless God, should increase him? Are you using your platform to witness when others ask you about your success? Do you give God credit or do you talk about how hard you work and, and your, your smartness? What kind of steward are you? Are you a good steward? God wants good stewards to have more. I trust that you've got something out of our lesson today. There are two qualifying issues, and we talked about stewardship. In our next lesson, we're going to talk about purpose, understanding the purpose for the excess. God wants you to have more than enough, but do you understand the purpose for it? understanding the purpose of the excess. Listen, thank you for joining us today. I trust and I pray that you have a great weekend. I look forward to seeing you soon.